Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. to the second to last episode of season four season four season three wow okay oh yikes sorry i suck (laughs) erica's like wait a minute i did the wrong fucking research (laughs) sorry to freak out (laughs) man erica hey what's up i miss you i miss you I feel like I haven't seen you in a bajillion years. It has been a bajillion years. So, Erica, I'm excited. What are we talking about today? Colleen Stan. (gasps) This one freaks me out to no end. I love this story. Sorry, I just got really excited. (laughs) It's probably a little concerning how excited I get about stories, true crime stories that I that I know because it's they're fine. kind they're kind of fucked up but it's it's fine listen it's fine. other true crime buffs get it so that's mm-hmm. all that matters i'm not a psychopath i promise okay tell me about colleen stan all right well colleen stan was hitchhiking on may 19th 1977 from her hometown eugene oregon to a friend's house in northern california for a birthday party she was only 20 at this time Soon, Cameron Hooker, who was about 23 to 24, picked her up and kidnapped her. He was really only that much older than her? Yeah. Damn. If I did the math right. Well, I mean. The, the year, yeah. The shit, year I don't know. And... I guess I just kind of assumed, given the circumstances, I just kind of assumed that he was in his, like, mid-30s. But that's All odd right. that he was only three or four years older than her. But, Okay. Right. Learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Even about your favorite true crime cases. Sorry, I'll shut wow. up. <laughs> Colleen said she was a experienced hitchhiker and allowed two rides to go past before accepting the third one with Cameron. So she was like, like she had her, her vibe meter out and she could sense that the other two people's vibes were off. No, I think it's, it was like an old hitchhiker, like rule is don't accept the first two rides what yeah i don't know like third time's the charm i suppose okay whatever i would never hitchhike i have too much social anxiety oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) hitchhiking i can't believe hitchhiking used to be an okay thing until people made it not an okay thing yeah fucking ted bundy and shit (laughs) fucking cameron hooker and shit god Fuck. She said she felt confident climbing into the blue van because Cameron's wife, Janice, and their baby were in the car. Oh, I hate it. When they stopped at a gas station, Colleen went to use the restroom. A quote from her, a voice told me to run and jump out a window and never look back. 
Then why didn't you? Mm. But she calmed herself and went back to the car. No. Listen to your gut. If your gut says run, bitch, you run. <laughs> mm-hmm. According to both Colleen's and Janice's testimonies, Cameron pulled off the highway and put a knife to Colleen's throat once they were alone in an isolated area. She was subsequently locked in a wooden headbox that was designed to prevent light, sound, and fresh air from entering. Listen, I looked up what a wooden bo- head box was because I never heard of such a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying. It's literally just a coffin. Yeah. It's just, just a fucking coffin under these people's bed. They, like, took her to their house with their child, their infant child, and fucking put her under their bed. I cannot. Before the kidnapping, Cameron was a lumber mill worker at Diamond International Lumber Mill. Cameron and Jan- Janice. <laughs> Janice! <laughs> wow. Cameron and Janice came to an agreement that he could capture someone to become his captive. Someone to take Janice's spot because up until the kidnapping, Cameron had been using Janice to act out sexual, sexual bondage. Which Janice did not like. New. So, hence Colleen. There was to be no penetrative sex between Cameron and Colleen, but that later changed. On the first night of the kidnapping, Colleen was strung up by her hands, was physically attacked by Cameron, and then left blindfolded and suspended while Janice and Cameron had sex below her. Mm, I hate it. I hate it. I'm having flashbacks to fucking Ariel Castro. It's like he took a page out of this book. This really fucked up, not fun to read book. Colleen stated that she was tortured and kept locked in a box for 23 hours a day until she was given a contract, and forced to sign her life away. She, whoa, hold the fuck up. They gave her a contract? Yeah. Um, what did said contract fucking say? You must stay Uh, in, in this box for 23 hours a day? I don't see anything, but it does, but like, there's multiple things that talk about her signing a contract. That's disgusting. Okay. Provided... That Colleen was to be Hooker's slave, that he owned her soul. I don't have words. I don't have words. And obviously it said in her contract that he was, that she was to be his, quote, slave. Listeners, we're not using that term lightly, just so you know. That's disgusting. And that happened in January of 1978. So this is, okay, so she got kidnapped when of May of 77. So it was almost a year later for for this contract. So she spent 23 hours a day in a box under their bed, being only to be pulled out to be, like, sexually tortured. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Colleen stated Cameron made her believe that she was being watched by a large and powerful organization called The Company which would painfully torture her and harm her family if she tried to escape. Sweet. So now we've got gaslighting and manipulation. We love to hear it. 
She soon became known as K, just like the letter K. Sweet. We're taking her name away from her now, dehumanizing mm -hmm. her. And she was also forced to call Cameron Master. Ew! Ew! That is disgusting. Yes. And wasn't allowed to speak without permission. Mm. Ha! I hate it here. Trigger warning for rape. Cameron reported that he wanted Colleen to be like the female character in the 1954 French erotic novel story of O. He soon started to rape Colleen, which consisted of oral rape. Cameron didn't want to have vaginal sex with Colleen because he considered that to be a breach in his agreement with his wife. Instead, Cameron would use implements to rape her vaginally and anally. Oh, whoa, that. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Fucking. Yikes. I yeah, have no other word. This poor girl. Yeah. Soon the Hooker family moved to a mobile home in Red Bluff with Colleen. There she was kept locked in a wooden box under Cameron and Janice's waterbed. Um, Look, I. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. How did she... Mm, how did that work? Yes. Because waterbeds are thick. So did they... She just... Okay, that's... I think, I think it was like a headboard type. Like maybe under the headboard, you know what I mean? Like a... Oh, you're right. You know, waterbeds did have those like massive fucking headboards. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, you're right. I bet that's what it is. Because I don't see how the fuck else she would have been able to lay under the waterbed mattress. Okay, sorry. That was just, I, this story makes me extremely claustrophobic, like, the whole way through. So, it's fine. Still in 1978, Janice gave birth to a second child on the waterbed while Colleen was under the waterbed. Uh... Uh, why didn't she go to the hospital? Ma'am, there are hospitals for a reason. <laughs> if you wanted to get, have an at-home birth, at least do it in a pool, not on your waterbed. God damn. Uh, Colleen said her faith in God and belief in a chance to escape helped her survive. Aww. Her greatest fear, which Cameron reinforced daily, was of the company to avoid painful punishments colleen tried to comply as best as she could to his commandments which later led her to being able to go out on a jog do yard work care for the kids in the home and helped cameron build a bigger underground dungeon dungeon for more as he quoted slaves oh my fucking god this sick motherfucker Oh, my God. Yeah, this whole situation's fucked. This guy, he she, he made her watch their children. Mm-hmm. That is, I, she dug the dungeon that she was going to potentially be placed in. That's like making prisoners build their own jails. Sir, you're disgusting. Even when the doors was open... With neighbors by and a telephone available, Colleen made no attempt to escape. 
according to her, her fear of the company kept her from seeking help. Well, yeah, I mean, this dude is, like, walking around saying, oh, the company is going to get you. It's going to get you. Yeah, I'd be fucking scared, too. Colleen was allowed to visit her family by herself in 1981, but she didn't tell them anything that was going on due to her fears of the possible consequences. Yeah, this is the worst. Her family thought she was involved in a cult because of her homemade clothes, lack of money, and her not having any communication over the years. They didn't want to pressure her, fearing she would just stay away forever. Yeah, that's a tough situation to be in. Mm-hmm. I like, well, and didn't, I guess I don't know if you saw this in your research, or maybe I could be morphing two stories into one, but didn't she like bring Janice and Cameron with her and say she, that, say that he was her boyfriend? Yeah. Ugh. Yep. I cannot. Uh, I can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So the next day, Colleen returned for another visit, but this time with Cameron, who is posing as her boyfriend. That's what? the fucking worst. Yeah. This guy is the fucking worst. Also, sorry, I just stole your thunder. <laughs> no, it's okay. At the trial, Colleen said that she was happy about visiting her family, who were also able to uh, take a photograph of her and Cameron happily smiling together. Oh, there's a picture? Yeah. They took a picture of them. Oh, my fucking God. Could you imagine? Burn it. Mm-hmm. Burn that picture. It is cursed. Cursed. Yeah, cursed. Yeah, cursed. Burn it. According to Colleen, Cameron feared he had given her too much freedom and took her back to his mobile home. Uh, <laughs> Sir, that's, that's the most. Ah, uh, okay. Just keep going. I'm sorry. Where he locked her in a wooden box under his waterbed, and she remained in that box for 23 hours a day for the next three years. Oh my fucking God. So we're at what? Uh, let's see. You said she visited her family in 1981. So that was four years. So plus three. So the seven years. Oh. My God. Okay. Her bodily functions were handled by using a bedpan that was positioned under oh. herself with her feet. She couldn't even move her hands. She couldn't even sit up to. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, not me taking up as much space as humanly possible right now. God, this story makes me so claustrophobic. It was stated in court that Cameron's children were told that Kay, because remember, she was, that's what she was known as, was Kay. Yeah, because they stripped her of her name and identity. Ha- mm-hmm. Had gone home, but... Uh, after the children would go to bed, Cameron would take Colleen out of the box to feed her and torture her. So she got fed once a day. Mm-hmm. On top of having to use her feet to pull a bedpan underneath her. Mm-hmm. On top of being sexually tortured, I, this poor woman. I don't remember what happens to this dude, but I sure hope he gets the fucking book thrown out his stupid ass. She was reportedly 
not allowed to make any noise and had to lie still 23 hours at a time in the dark with little That's air to breathe. I just, can you, okay. So she, she obviously survives. We've, we've right gotten mm-hmm. there. Um, can you imagine the PTSD this woman suffers? Oh, for like, sure. I'm claustrophobic. I can't imagine how claustrophobic this poor woman is. And like afraid of men. I'm sorry. Just keep going. Just No, you're okay. <laughs> ah! During the summer's conditions were really hard on her. The temperature in the box would rise over 100 degrees. Jesus Christ. In 1983, Colleen was reintroduced to the children and neighbors. And she was also allowed to get a job as a maid at a hotel. Oh, so now she's... Ah, keep going. I guarantee she doesn't get to keep these checks. Cameron wanted Colleen to become his second wife, which was a turning point for Janice. Janice confessed that starting with their first date, she had also been tortured, brainwashed, and referred to as a horror over the years by Cameron. (gasps) I'm just saying, if a man treats any woman like shit, then he's going to treat every woman like shit. Just Mm -hmm. Just so you know. Janice stated that she survived their relationship by engaging in denial and compartmentalization. um, That one. (laughs) That big word. August 1984, Janice began struggling with herself and went to Colleen in order to inform her that Cameron was not part of the company. (gasps) However, she maintained that the organization did exist. In a televised interview for Girl in the Box, Colleen told the interviewer that she then went to a bus station and called Cameron to inform him that she was leaving him and that he reacted by bursting into tears. So oh like, my she's God. Already, she's gone. So she already left, Yeah, called him, and he burst out into tears like, mm-hmm. oh, please don't leave me, sob story. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy. In the next few months, Colleen didn't contact police, but continued to call Cameron regularly. She explained this at the trial by saying that she wanted to give Cameron, at Janice's request, a chance to reform. No! That's not how that works! Okay, she's brainwashed. I I forgive her. Three months later, Janice reported Cameron to the police. She informed Lieutenant Jerry Brown of the Red Bluff police that Cameron had kidnapped, tortured, and murdered Marie Elizabeth Spanhack. Whoa. Which was a girl that had been missing for a long while now, and she disappeared January 31st, 1976. Whoa. And, and a little side note. So apparently from the box where Colleen could kind of see out of, Mm-hmm. She saw a picture of this girl on the <gasps> nightstand. Oh, no. Yeah. Yikes. So there was gr- oh, there was a girl before Colleen that probably wasn't as compliant as Colleen. And I wonder if that's what made, what gave Cameron the idea to come up with the company. Ooh, right. That's really fucked up. God. Yeah. Uh, police were unable to locate the remains of this woman due to lack of proof and no murder charge was brought. Okay, so hold on. I'm Wait, so Janice yeah. told the cops about Maria? Marie? Yep, yep Marie. Janice told them, Janice. not Colleen. Not Colleen. Okay, so 
They don't know about Colleen yet. They just think that Marie was his only victim at this point. Or do they know about Colleen? They, I'm pretty sure they know about Colleen now. Okay. Sorry. I had to get no, that straight okay. in my brain. <laughs> no, you're okay. Because this was this article is very kind of like short. And I probably should have watched the documentary instead. But It's probably worth it. I've not even seen it because I just know. I just. Well, okay. I say I know this story so well. But I keep asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Yeah, I haven't seen the documentary. It's probably worth it to watch though. In the end, in the end, uh, Cameron was sentenced to consecutive prison. He got 104 years for sexual assaults, kidnapping, and using a knife in the process. Uh, originally, he was ineligible for parole this year, 2023. He had a hearing in 2015, and it was denied. So his next hearing is in 2030. Good. He can fucking stay in prison for all I care. Yeah. That's all I have. God, can you imagine if he gets out on parole in 2030 and if Colleen, like, oh my God. I can't imagine being Colleen and him getting out on parole. But also, like, I doubt that they'll parole him, honestly, because the like stipulations for parole are like obviously being rehabilitated and showing remorse for your crimes and like uh not like the parole board has to truly believe that you're not going to be a threat to society anymore and like i don't think they will think that he's not a threat any longer right so i don't foresee him getting parole but i mean best of luck bud (laughs) i can't believe he's still alive at this point right fuck yeah this this story is fucked did you like it though like i know i recommended it to you Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely enjoyed doing it and i'm glad that she was able to make it out so yeah i think that's what makes it so much like lighter maybe because like it is a really really fucked up story and Mm -hmm. obviously like this man is a massive piece of garbage Mm -hmm. but like no one okay well except for maybe marie no one died really and like i don't know it's just so unheard of that someone keeps another person in a box under their bed like right it's just it's novel so it's really, it's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, I love, hate this story. Right. And the fact that he took her to her fucking family and, like, she didn't say anything. Like, nothing happened. Right. Nothing came from that. The She just had her so fucking brainwashed. It's literally like Patty Hearst all over again. Well, that was great. You did a great job. Thanks for telling me that story. And I'm glad that you enjoyed researching it too. Hi, Loki. I heard him do a little mew. Oh, yeah. He wants his hair tie thrown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, reminder. Um, this is our second to last episode. And so next episode will be our last for season three. 
And um, we will come up with a fun, cool, cute way to tell you what season four is going to be. But um, we won't be back until March 14th after next week. So in the meantime, keep up with our social media so you can see what season four is going to be and, um, you know, all of the things pretty much. I think that's all. I think that's. I'm probably forgetting something, but it's all good. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you guys next week for the season three finale, not the Ooh. season four, because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> season three finale. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe.